Aloha, this is Anna Weaver, the Associate Editor at the Hawaii Catholic Herald. Welcome to our bi-weekly podcast, Hawaii Catholic Herald Happenings. Today we are talking to none other than our editor, Patrick Downs. Patrick has worked at the Herald for how many years? Coming on 40. And uh, I don't know the answer to this. How did you find out about the job at the Herald 40 years ago? Well, we had a new bishop, so he was looking for somebody. And uh, I had known the bishop through CYO days when he was director of CYO. And uh, he took a chance on on me, actually, because I had no journalism background. My dad worked for the newspaper for many, many years. Uh, and I can always go back to him for advice, but the bishop, I think it was his secretary, Pat Tossey, who uh, convinced him that she, he should take a chance on me. And I'm glad he did. I had just gotten married, needed a decent job. So that's and, how that happened. And did you have a journalism degree? No, I had an English degree Okay. at Chaminade. And you had been at the high school seminary, and then how far into seminary had you gone? Yeah, so I had had some seminary background, so I had some good knowledge of the church. I think basic knowledge. I went to the last. I was the last graduating high school class of the high school seminary. After that, they closed it. Not because of me, but uh, that was just the trend in those days. High school seminaries were passe. Uh, so I went to college seminary, and then a couple years after that, uh, in, in Menlo Park. So, how many? I, that's about twelve years. Did you actually oh. graduate from Menlo Park? No, I didn't. Not okay. twelve years, ten years. I dropped out uh, before I got too far at Menlo Park. And then, where did you finish school? Oh, that was Chaminade. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, Chaminade had an agreement with this the uh, diocese to to uh, give degrees to their seminarians. So that was a college, but this I dropped out after college. Okay. And how about music? So had you always played an instrument growing up, or how did you end up in with the musical background? Uh, I have an ear for music, um, but it developed when I joined Catholic Youth Organization uh, as, a, as a camp counselor. One of the side um, activities of the counselor corps, which was very strong, a lot of there are dozens of uh, high school people from students from uh, Catholic high schools at the time. Uh, one of the side activities uh, was to uh, we created a Hawaiian musical troupe, uh, hula and 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 music, and so I was I learned how to play the guitar and ukulele, so. I was part of the, I can't dance so, <laughs> or sing very well, but uh, I was able to, to do the instruments. And there was a group of us that got together and did all the music. And so we learned a lot of Hawaiian music. This was the when the Hawaiian uh, Renaissance, cultural Renaissance, taking place in the 1970s. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's where I got a lot of, I learned a lot of Hawaiiana uh, and, and music. Music was uh, a big, a big deal in those days. 
And then how did you start writing your own songs? Was that just a part of learning to play the instruments that you felt like, oh, I'm going to write some music too? Uh, I always knew I could write. Some, somehow I, I had a feeling that I, I knew how to write, but I didn't have any outlet um, until I started working with a guy named Frank Salima, who was a, also a former seminarian. Uh, he, he left to become an entertainer. He's an extremely talented guy. Uh, good singer, funny. He they did, he discovered that um, he had the talent to be a comedian, and he developed that. And he after his first album, which was essentially a, a lifetime of comedic material that he had, he had gathered uh, for his show, uh, he needed some more for his second album. So I I said, well, let me give give it a try, <laughs> and. Uh, Hawaiian comedy was very popular at the time. There were other groups that uh, were recording comedy albums. And um, and Frank Lim was a hit. So he had, he, he was very popular. Uh, well, his specialty was, was musical comedy. He did a lot of parodies and that kind of, kind of stuff because he had a very good voice. How many of his parodies did you collaborate on? Well, um, when he when he needed material for his second album, I just started writing stuff for him, comic stuff, uh, parody stuff, novelty songs, and uh, they caught on. Not all of them, but some enough. You know, as long as you have a hit per album, uh, that keeps the momentum going. Um, and while while we're doing that, I decided to try my hand at some serious music some Hawaiian uh, themed ballads maybe uh, so I wrote a song called By Male Lullaby which uh, I asked Frank if he could get someone what's one of his entertainer friends to, to record it and we couldn't get anyone to record it so Frank said he just do it himself and so we got another ex-seminarian to arrange it Robert Mondoy who uh, had a background in so we enlisted the talents of uh, Robert Wondoy, who had a degree in music. He was another former seminarian. Um, and Frank had a little bit of money because of his success, so we put a lot into this one recording. Guamelo by more as a lark, because Frank was establishing himself as a comedian, not as a regular singer. Uh, <clears throat> so he sang it? He sang, he sang it, yeah, he sang it. Uh, and uh, that became a hit, to our surprise. And in fact, it won uh, Song of the Year for the Nahoku Hanohano Awards, wow. uh, which is Hawaii's version of the Grammys. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, so we thought we'd try for the third album to uh, do a mixture of serious songs and comedic songs. That didn't work because Frank was already established as a comedian and no one wanted to hear him sing serious songs or attempt it. So, and the songs weren't, I guess as good as the One Man Lullaby, but it, it did give me a lot of um, experience in writing uh, and, and just music in general. And, um 
How many songs do you think you've written over the years, if you had to count them up? Oh, jeez. Um, serious versus not serious, well, religious yeah. versus... <laughs> yeah, I guess the categories would be uh, serious pop songs, recorded, not recorded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of them have not been recorded. Uh, but it, not not that many. Uh, pop songs or Hawaiian popular songs, maybe four. Uh, comedic songs, uh, maybe a dozen or two dozen or so. So not some of them, I you know, are parodies. So they we steal the melody and mm-hmm. <laughs> rewrite the words. But some are are originals, and then. Uh, um, I've written a few hymns for, we were lucky, Hawaii is lucky to have uh, two saints uh, and saints that were canonized, you know, within my lifetime, within my working uh, career time. So the, they, they, the people who were organizing activities for surrounding the canonization um, asked me to write songs or hymns for these two saints, St. Damien and St. Marianne. And uh, they they sing them every year at their feast day, so there's some longevity to these songs. Well, and they've had to modify from like a blessed to sainthood, yes. right? On, is it both Marianne and Damien when they were originally beatified and then? Right. I, Damien the blessed went to? St. Damien or Damien, our brother. Okay. Um, yeah, the first song was for Damien, Damien's beatification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they asked me to write a song for Damien's sainthood or canonization, which I did. I wrote a second song, but the first one was too popular or too... Uh, Catchy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or just too ingrained that they didn't want to learn a new one. <laughs> so. Yes, Damien, the blessed... So now it's Damien the brother, is that? Well, I changed it to Damien our brother, but the, okay. the, they don't sing that. Okay. Uh, Calvin Leo sings St. Damien, St. Damien. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it is very catchy. <laughs> <laughs> they're obliged to sing it every year, so it, it continues to have some kind of life, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, same with St. Marian. The reference to blessed. Yeah, it's pray for us, yeah. St. Marianne is the last line. So are you going to start working on something for uh, Joseph Dutton since, you know, you've had a few I, years I, now? I, I have been okay. asked to do that, yeah. I don't know how successful I will be. Have you, you started working on anything? Conf- I've started conf- thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> do you want to give us a sneak peek about uh, the lyrics that you're Well, I want to include... Uh, the fact that he was separated or divorced or married or was an alcoholic. And, and to put those things in into him might be a challenge, mm-hmm. but uh, I gotta try. And for those people listening that don't know, Joseph Dutton is potentially on his way towards sainthood. His cause was just initiated on a local level, right? The yeah, diocesan yeah. inquiry phase. So he's not yet beatified, but He's on his way. So we might have three saints in Hawaii. Yeah, and the thing unique about Joseph Dutton, he was a layman who was a veteran of the Civil War and whose post-war life was uh, 
pretty dreadful by his own account. He, he got married briefly. His wife left him, became an alcoholic. Uh, he went to the Trappist Monastery in Kentucky, I think. Oh, really? I didn't uh, know that part. Okay. Yeah, but that didn't go well with him. So when we call him brother, he's not an actual he's religious not, brother. Yeah. He went to call Papa to help Damien. He says, I'm here to stay. Damien referred to him as brother, but more in a familiar type type, type of way. Not a religious. He's not a religious brother. He's a layman. Did he be eventually join the Franciscan Third Order? Was that, was I think he? so. Yeah, okay. yeah. But still, cons- I don't think they call themselves brothers. Okay. So your song's going to start out with Drunken All Alone, Dutton Heading to Moloka. Dutton was good for nothing. Okay, <laughs> there you go. That's catchy. <laughs> well. Yeah, it has to rhyme somehow, but it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to use that. Uh, besides the Sainthood songs, do you have a favorite song you've ever written? Um, I think White Man Lullaby is one of my favorites. What is it about that song? Is it because it was your first big hit or? The, the way I envisioned the, the song or envisioned the, the scene of the, a song has to tell a story. And this told the story of a, of a father who's rocking his child, his daughter. I don't know why this is what first came to mind, but it's a father rocking his daughter to sleep after she had woken up scared of something and he's trying to uh, calm her down and this all happens in the town of Waimea the big island which is cold and windy and rainy Uh, and so my verse is about the wind and the rain and how this this man is trying to get his daughter back to sleep again to calm her down and uh and I just kind of like that image. Did you have your daughters born yet at this point? No, um, I wasn't married at the time. Oh. So I don't know where that idea came from, but I feel that it, it has been lived out since since then, you know. Did you sing the person. song to your two daughters? Because you have two daughters and one son, so. No, I never sang it to them, but I... Why? <laughs> well, you should hear me sing. Well, you know, they would still find it soothing as an infant, I would think. I don't know. Kids don't care what you sound like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, then they grew up, so it's too late. Well, they still can listen to the song, though. I, I, when I was looking this up, it's just a lot of people have covered it, obviously, and or it's played at, like, you know, backyard parties and... Yeah, yeah. Professionally as well. It lives on in popularity. So. Yeah, I, I, that's another reason I... It's, it's it kind of caught on and people remember it. And Frank DeLima is still obviously very popular here in Hawaii. So do you still record parodies with him or songs? Is that a regular thing? Uh, whenever he feels the urge to do a parody of something that's current, some current uh, event, um, he, he usually comes up with the idea of the song and, and 90% of the lyric and then he passes it by me and I kind of clean it up and touch it up and uh, but we haven't done that for a while. Do you like being editor of the Herald more or writing music more? <laughs> you must pick. <laughs> well 
I like being editor of the Herald more. Okay. Now, when you do retire, if you ever retire, will you be focusing on music more? Or do you think you're just going to take it easy? Be a good grandfather, full-time babysitter? Uh, probably all of the above. Yeah. I, I'd like to do a little bit more music, but again, um, if there's no outlet, it sort of puts a damper on your create, creative process. If, if, if someone asks for a song, then I can, then I can produce, but yeah. implies that I can play and sing. Okay. Well, thank you, Patrick, for talking with me <laughs> about all of this. I know you were joiled into it. Thank you again. You're welcome. Check back with us in two weeks for a new episode of Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights.